We thank you because you are moving. We thank you, Lord, because you are already touching lives. We thank you, Lord, because you have already started to heal our broken and wounded. We thank you, Lord, because you have already started working. We thank you, Jesus, for today. We thank you for you being with us. We thank you. In Jesus' master's name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Y'all be seated in God's presence. Today is a great day. We are declaring today is a great day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you are enjoying God's presence? A true worshiper will always and always enjoy God's presence. He doesn't care if the music goes offbeat. He doesn't care about who stands next to him. He doesn't care of the situation. All that he cares is, Lord, it is your presence that I need. It is your presence that I need. Do we have some true Jesus lovers in this church today? Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know what's going around in your situation, but I have a word. I have a word for our church today. All that I want to say beginning is, let's be some good Jesus lovers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So thankful for our dear Apachan here and Amachi coming back. Uh, the re one of the reasons is because... Uh, Whenever I preach, whenever I preach, the first amen or hallelujah comes from this opportunity. So when I look into him, I get all my points back in my mind. I don't forget anything. Because he is one encouraging person right in front of me. And I'm thankful for a wonderful church who is also the same, as passionate as possible. And on Sunday morning when we come to the house of God, it is at two hours or three hours that we get. In that two hours or three hours, all that we want to let God know is, God, I keep everything aside and just look at your face. Nothing is more important in my life than being in your sanctuary. Come on, church. Hallelujah. If you're someone who have missed a couple of Sundays and you're being here with us, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Sunday is a time that when as a body of Christ, when we can come together in this house and let God know, God, I am here to worship you. I am here to seek your face. I am here to know you more and better in my life. Two weeks ago, I started a series on the source. God being the source of our life. God being the beginning of our life. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning of our life. I don't have time to go into a recap, but definitely, you know, we have our audio podcast that you can listen to what I preached uh, two weeks ago on um, God being the source of our life. And when I, I preached on that message, I also said that he is the beginning of everything that we have in our life. He is the, the ultimate, the main source of our life. Come on, church. He is the only one who is the source of our life. Do you have any other source? Come on. You would be in any other place other than being in church today if you had any other source. You're here, and that's just an acknowledgement to the fact that Jesus, our God Almighty, is the only source of our life. And today I want to declare once again in this church, in our church, that Jesus is the only source of our life. Jesus is the only source, no matter what you face today, but he is the source. No matter where you are stuck today, but he is the source. You want a healing? He is the source. You want to get up on your education? He is the source. You want to be blessed? He is the source. No matter where you are stuck, my word to my church today is, Jesus is the only source of our life. Come on somebody hallelujah praise the Lord and the point that when we come closer to God and say God I don't have anybody else than you he says baby come to me more closer let me talk to you let me talk to you it is in the presence of Jesus that we can draw out of him more and more are you ready for the scripture for today this morning as the series continues on the source, but today's message I want to title as Reopen. Everybody shout with me, Reopen. Re Come on, once again, Reopen. Re 
Whatever the enemy has closed on you shall be reopened when Holy Spirit starts working through us. It could be your education, could be your job, your marriage, your family, your resources, your blessings, whatever it is, but it shall be reopened in the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 26, Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 17. Genesis chapter 26, verses 12 to 17. I'm going to read it in English. It's on the screen for Malayalam readers, but let me read it for you. Isaac planted crops in that land, and the same year he reaped a hundredfold, because the Lord blessed him. Verse 13, the man became rich and his wealth continued to grow, and he became very wealthy. Come on, somebody say wealthy. How many of you don't like wealth? Nobody's, you don't like it? Give it to me. <laughs> Verse 14. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. 16. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar, where he settled. Verse 18, Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father, Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. It's a very beautiful scripture portion that we read this morning. From Genesis, we all know the story. We all have heard it so many times in our Sunday school growing up. For those who have never heard this story, this is, you know, I just want to give you an example there. Now, Abraham, uh, he had dug a lot of wells. You know, water is the source for life, right? So you cannot have a civilization without the source of water. The Indus Valley civilization could thrive in Pakistan and parts of India because they had a river uh, uh, in that area, what was it called? The river Sindhus, the Sindhus River. And then uh, you have the Egyptian rivalization that thrived because of the river called uh, Nile. So on the banks of, so what I'm trying to say is you gotta have a source of water for any civilization on the planet of earth to thrive, to move forward, to be fruitful, to become better. And when Abraham set out for this promised land, you know, you got to have water, right? How many days will you carry a water bottle? How many days will you, you know, take water and you start walking without having it? If I travel with this, within, a one, within one hour, I'm thirsty right now, you know. But as you continue almost a one hour or two hours of journey, you will finish up what you have already. So what Abraham or the patriarchs in the, the Old Testament did was, whenever they are traveling, whenever they camp at a certain place, the first thing they would do is they will dig a well for themselves so that they can feed their family. They can feed their flocks. They can feed their servants. In other way, Bible historians or theologians also suggest that whenever people dig wells, it's a sign for them to show to the entire neighborhood that this land now belongs to me. Are you trying to picture this? So whenever Abraham set out for his promised land and he was camping at different areas, different places, right? So whenever he is digging wells, it just showed a sign to every nation or people group around them that now this property belongs to Abraham. Are you trying to picture this? It's just a sign to show that now this property belongs to me. Now, when we look into this scripture here, it's the same portion, the same uh, uh, things rehappen with Isaac's life. Now, Isaac is continuing the journey. And as Isaac is continuing the journey, he's at this place with, you know, in, in the Philistine. And 
and when he is at this place, the Lord has blessed him. Okay, let's, let's go from verse 12 onwards. Let's go slowly into it. You know, I just gave you a recap of the story, the background there. But let's look into verse 12. It says, Isaac planted in that land, in the same land, and the same year he reaped a hundredfold, number one, because the Lord blessed him. It's not because of Isaac's talent. It's not because of what Isaac could have done. It's because the Lord blessed him. And the scripture writers, when they were writing this, they made sure they add this line there that it was because the Lord blessed him. Are you trying to see this picture here? Are you with me, church? Praise the Lord. It's not... Just because Isaac sowed, yes, if you want to reap a harvest, you should be a person who is sowing. But at the same time, we are the one who sows, but who makes it to grow? Who, who makes it to grow? What does the New Testament say? Who makes it to grow? Our Lord makes it to. Come on, are you with me, church, this morning? It is we who sow. But it is the Lord Almighty who makes it you. Whatever you are sowing in your life, if you don't have the blessings of God Almighty, you will not be successful. You could have the best soil. You could have the best environment. You could have everything possible, the best of the best kind needed. But if it is not the Lord leading you, if it is not the Lord helping you, Everything is in vain. Today all that we need in our life is to have Holy Spirit leading us. Is to have God Almighty blessing us. Is to have this God blessing us. I mean come on. Isaac sowed in that same land. In that same land. But it was the Lord who blessed him. Bible says that he had a hundredfold. But why? Because the Lord, come on. I want to see some families that are blessed by God Almighty. Now when I say bring a blessing, you know, here we look into their wealth. In this portion, we look into a portion where God is blessing them with resources. Do you need resources in your life? I say yes, you need. Do you need money in your life? I say, yes, you need money in your life. Do you need wealth in your life? Yes, you need wealth in your life. Come on. Hallelujah. And Bible says, verse 13, the man became very rich. And his wealth continued to grow until he became very, what's the word? Very wealthy. Very wealthy. This is why understanding, if you put your hard work in the areas that the Lord wants to bless you, the Lord will make you successful. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will make you a head and not a, a tail. The Lord will give you resources. You will become the Bill Gates. You could become the great giants, financial giants that our nation has ever seen. God wants to do that for our people. Come on. This is, I mean, don't, don't think this is going to be a prosperity message. This is from the scriptures. If he could bless Isaac, why not you? I claim that verse on my life. I don't know about you. But I say to the Lord of Isaac, Abraham and, and, and Jacob, and I say, God, Father, as I work hard for our church, my resources, my wealth is seen in the number of our people. And I am praying, ever since I encountered this verse, I've been praying, God, as a pastor of this church, my wealth is seen as the church thriving, as the church growing, as the church multiplying. And I said, God, if I am here and you position me in this place, I want to see me being rich with people increasing in this church. I want to see me being rich and wealthy because with our church thriving in the plants and positions what the God Almighty has set us for. Bible says Isaac sowed in that same land where everywhere else there was famine. People were dying. They had no food. But only Isaac had the guts to sow. Everybody was sowing but none of their crops were yielding good fruit. Or they were having a good harvest time. 
But it is only Isaac that we see in the scripture that when he sowed, God Almighty blessed him. And that's the most important thing that we need in our life. No matter what you do, wherever you are, you need God in your life. Are you ready to get married? You need God in your life. Are you ready to get into a relationship? You need God leading you. You are ready for a new family, new house? You need God leading you. You're ready for a new successful uh, in your business? You need God leading you. It is only God. It is only God and only God. Verse 14 says, He had so many flocks and herds that the servants and the Philistines envied him. It's so natural that envy or jealousy come into everybody's life. It's very natural. As a human being, it's quite natural that you cannot stand of the success or the blessing of many others. As a human being, I'm saying, not as a Christian, not as a Pentecostal believer. As a human being, it's quite natural. That you cannot stand at the success of somebody else. You always will try to put that person down. And in the scripture we see Isaac and his group were being blessed by God Almighty. But at this time we also see a portion that the entire Philistines were jealous of this guy. Here's my note or my lesson for our church. Jealousy is like cancer. It will eat you inside out. You will not know the end of jealousy. But the beginning is that it is eating you inside out. It will destroy you completely. And this is a very threat and a danger that I see in a New Testament church. I'm not mentioning Zion. But I'm saying in our churches throughout, not just the Malayali church, but in churches as general, there is a spirit of jealousy that has been eating up like cancer from inside out. Everything looks good in the outside, but from the inside out, people have been or are being destroyed. Come on church, that's a big threat for our church to grow. If that's a situation in your personal life this morning, I want you to give it up. To the Lord and say, God, I have this issue. Heal me inside out. If you don't take care of the source inside, my friend, everything looks good outside. But from the inside, the devil is working. The devil is taking control. He is eating you up. He is killing you from the inside out. No matter what you do in the outside, it doesn't work out. So today as a lesson, as a side note from the scriptures, as a Pentecostal believer... In our New Testament churches, we need to be people who are staying away from jealousy. If our brother is blessed, pray for him. The Lord will bless you at the right time if your attitude is good. If your brother is in some position, bless him with your prayers. The Lord will bless you much more greater when you have a clean and an open heart today. I don't know why the Lord is leading me to preach on this. This is not my message. But I just want to say a few more words and want to get into my main portion today. But jealousy should be a warning for every individual. Me, my leadership team, and my church here, and everywhere, wherever, we as ministers of God, we as brothers and sisters minister, we need to make sure that jealousy is taken care. Amen. It is not from the Lord. It is not from the Lord. It will destroy us. The problem is, you know, once I was when gr growing up, one of my pastors, you know, um, kind of this is what he said. If you are jealous with me, you continue to be jealous. What God does is, you know, the, mo the more you are jealous, you are killing yourself. But the Lord is blessing me more and more. In the scriptures, we see the same portion. You know what? Isaac did only what the Lord wanted him to do. He was a person who was in the presence of God Almighty. He continued to sow. And the more he sowed in his presence, in the blessings of God, was in his life and his 
family. But what happened? The more people started to become envious on Isaac's life, the more people started to become jealous on Isaac's life, what we see, God started blessing Isaac more and more and more. And it came to a point, Bible says, he blessed him more till he became very wealthy. Which means in the entire Philistines, he was the only richest guy. Come on. Do you see that here? In the entire area, he is the only richest person. Why? The more people started accusing. The more people started blaming. The more people started becoming jealous. God started blessing Isaac. Do you have people around you who are jealous of you? Do you have people around you who are always complaining? Do you have people around you who is always accusing you? Who is always tormenting you? Do you have the devil always and always trying to put you down? The more the devil accuses you, the more my law will bless you. And this is a blessing for our church. You don't have to worry about what people are saying about you. Let them say. Let them say what they got to say. But my Lord has the final say. Come on. My Lord has the final say. He is not done with you yet. As we look forward, number one that I can understand is, this famine was generational. What I'm trying to say in this is, Abraham in the same area, the same place, had a famine. Now comes Isaac's life. He also has a famine. And this famine is, is eating or destroying their life. Their hopes are destroyed. Are you trying to see this? This is kind of generational. When you as an individual, parents, see your young ones growing in your life. There could be times that the things that happened with you could also happen with your kids. There are things and areas, whatever you had gone through, your children or your descendants might go through, might go through those same scenarios. As parents, you have the authority because you have already seen what has happened with you. You have the authority to speak life over their situation right now, right here. You got to exercise them and place your hand over them and say, God, whatever happened in my life, I will not let the devil do the same on my children. Am I speaking sense from the scriptures today, this morning? Come on, church, you got to understand the principle. Certain of these things are very generational. I wanted to share a story from my own life, but I'm not taking that time today, but maybe sometime else. From my own experiences, I can also realize and understand the same thing. That there are certain baggages or bondages that come as generational. But you have the authority to prove otherwise in the presence of God. Pray a prayer of life over your children. The most important thing in those entire portion that I wanted to share is you cannot fulfill the calling God has given you in your comfort zones. Very times, God will himself shake you. Praise the Lord. Uh, a mother bird will shake the nest so that her babies, the, the young ones, will fall and will learn to, to fly. It's very intentional. Why is the mother doing it? These babies are so, so frail, so, so fragile. They're so young. They cannot fly now. But the, the mother, very, very, at very occasions, she will shake the nest of her young ones so that these birds will fall down and they will learn to soar up above all of their circumstances. Palapurum, Namada Jivatil, Daivam, 
അറിഞ്ഞോണ്ട് നമ്മുടെ കൂടുകളെ ഇളക്കും കാരണം അവന് താല്പര്യം അവൻ ആഗ്രഹിക്കുന്നത് നമ്മുടെ ദൈവം ആഗ്രഹിക്കുന്നത് നമ്മളൊന്ന് പറക്കാൻ സ്വത്രം 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 ഹാലേ ലൂയ ഗാഡ് വാൺസ് അസ് ടു ലേൺ സോ ദി വിൽ 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 ലേൺ ടു ഫ്ലൈ അബവ് ആൻഡ് സോൾ അബവ് ഓൾ ആ സർക്കംസ്റ്റാൻസസ് ഐ ബിഗിൻ ടു സേ ഹൂ ഈസ് അവർ സോഴ്സ് ഗാഡ് ത്രൂ ആർ ലൈഫ്സ് ജേർണി ഹീ ഇസ് ടീച്ചിങ് അസ് ഹീ ഈസ് വിത്ത് അസ് ആൻഡ് ഹീ ഈസ് ടീച്ചിങ് അസ് വൈ ഡസ് ഗാഡ് ടീച്ച് അസ് സോ ദാറ്റ് when a next struggle next oppression comes into our life we know how to deal with it we know how to fly above that come on somebody this is the word the god was doing with our isaac's life there was a famine in the land that his father had experienced but when we look into the portion here bible says that god continued to bless him be with him strengthen him even though it was a situation it was a place where he had no help from anybody but it was god who was continuing to bless his life and today in our sanctuary it is the presence of god that we need who can help us who can help us to fly above our situations god cannot increase your capacity without a confrontation mark my words today god cannot increase your capacity without a confrontation if and whenever in all possible ways of your life whenever you face confrontations challenges it is the lord who is teaching you to fly it is the lord that's teaching you your capacity in other words you will not know your capacity until you face the exam come on you might have been people who are facing exams here you study hard year long or your semester long and on final day you know you sat in front of those papers or take those exams you know timed exams 90 minutes you want to finish it it all depends on how much you have studied how much you have prepared yourself only then you can pass last minute i have heard people say you know god please help me i want to pass come on sir if you did not study hard year long you wasted your time and last minute god will bless your hard work not your laziness can i repeat that god will bless your hard work so put more effort into whatever you're doing if you're studying study hard if you're in business do it the best you can do if you're in church ministry do the best you can do Amen. and my god says he will bless your work Amen. not your laziness so stop playing the fool around start to work hard your exams are coming ahead not on the lord on the last minute you stay you know you call me and say pastor i'm i have an exam tomorrow Come on if you studied you will get good grades. And my God wants to bless you but bless your hard work. And here in the scriptures we see that God wanted to increase the capacity of Isaac with the confrontation with the challenges that was brought into his life. This morning what are your confrontations? What are your challenges that you're facing? Don't run away from your challenges. your challenge is the entry for your potential to be discovered your challenge is the entry for god to show your capacity or increase your capacity church this is the word that i want to give us give to everybody gathered here is that whenever we face confrontations from anybody don't run away from it don't be scared don't be afraid god is humbling us number one but at the same time he is increasing our capacity Amen. you will not know your potential until you have faced your confrontations come on so do you have confrontations today let's be honest i have my own challenges that i'm working with but i know that as i work hard on my challenges my areas my lord is humbling me 
and also increasing my potential, increasing my capacity. Do we have a church who is going through challenges? I also want to suggest by saying that after this is a season of an increased capacity. And the Lord will do it at his own right time. John chapter 7 verse 37 says, On the last day and the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. John chapter 4 verse 7 to 10 is a story about a Samaritan woman who in order to quench her thirst, she is at a source, she is closer to a well. And right now she encounters with Jesus Christ. And at this portion, we see that Jesus is asking this lady, can I have something to, to drink? It's a normal conversation that Jesus is having with this lady. Can I have something to, to drink? The maker of the universe, the maker of everything in the planets is asking this lady, can I have something to drink? Can you give me something to drink? We all know the story there. We all know how the story goes. We know everything. But what I want to, I want to throw the light from the, the lady's perspective there. What we see is, can I have Kellen here? What we see is a lady who has walked miles. Who has walked miles with her jar to get water from the same well that she was getting all through the years. Every single day, she did the same route. She traveled, looked very tired, looked very depressed. Come on, give it up for Kellen today. Every day, this is the same route she has done. It's the same thing she's been doing. But today, there's a twist in the story. She encounters Jesus Christ. Jesus looks to her and asks, Can I have something to drink? She did good. But I am only a Samaritan woman. When you look into the scripture, you also understand the background that the Jewish people and Samaritans were enemies to each other. They did not like each other. The Jewish people never liked to travel in the path of Samaria. They never liked to do anything that is related to Samaritans. And two weeks ago, our dear pastor also preached from the same portion, making us understand more in an elaborate way what and how the situations were. But today, this morning, I just want to throw you throw a light on the perspective from the, from the point of Kellen or the Samaritans, Samaritan woman there. She is tired. She has been doing the same thing over and over years. But God looks into her and Jesus looks into her and says, hey, you know what? We all know the story, so I'm just going quickly. We all know the story, right? So Jesus looks to this girl and she says, God, Jesus says that, hey, you know what? Um, you, you, you have been married five times. Not her, okay? You've been married five times, right? But the one that you're with right now, it's not your, it's not your, come on, what's the word? It's not your husband. So what I'm trying to picture here is, there was the inner thirst. Thank you. There was a, you can leave the, the bucket here. There was an inner thirst in that Samaritan woman. There was an inner thirst in that Samaritan woman to quench her thirst. She did the same thing again and again. She married five times. Come on, I've never seen people who, who could do that. She married five times to quench her thirst. Did again and again the same thing. But at the sixth time, she is tired. She didn't even care to get married. She didn't even want to get married and go through the same process, the same humiliation, the same struggles in her married life. She didn't want to go through that. She remained not to marry. She, she chose not to marry. Hey, come on. Who, who are you facing right now? You are facing an x-ray machine who knows your inside out. You cannot hide anything from him. Come on. Praise the Lord. 
whenever prophets used to come to my house, I used to pray, Kartave, Parele. I am honest. Come on. Ningana story any garitilla. But I'm so gracious, you know. He will always make sure that he tells me the good thing, but in secret, he tells me the advices. Our God is a God who's an X-ray machine. He knows everything. Right now, the, the, the thinking, I mean, the, the things that you're thinking even now, God knows it. I may not, you know, I'm just a human being like you. But God knows, right? He knows everything. There's nothing that you can hide from the presence of this X-ray machine. He knows everything. What I'm trying to say is, this lady, she had a thirst in her herself to quench. She did the same thing year after year, time after time. But now, her life is at a place that she is destroyed. She is tired of the same routine until she faced Jesus. What is Jesus' reply there? Can we read that scripture? What is Jesus' reply there? Now Jesus looked to this girl, this lady and said, give me a drink. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked me and he would have given you living water. Jesus asked the lady of water. But now Jesus is also trying to tell and explain the lady that if you knew who I was, you would have asked me this never-ending source. You would ask me this never-ending resource to fill up your life and quench your thirst. This morning, I don't know what all you are carrying into the presence of God. It might be your jars. You're doing the same thing again and again, again and again, again and again. Sunday morning, you come here. It's been 30 years. You're doing the same thing. But this is my word. Maybe you were at a wrong well. Not every well had Jesus sitting. This is the only place where Jesus was and she made sure to approach the place where a Jew was sitting. Are you trying to see the picture here? The Samaritans had nothing to do with Jews. If, she see, if, if people come to know, she could be thrown away. She will be hated forever. She could be killed. But she made sure that she approaches the same well where a Jewish man was sitting. What I'm trying to say is, you have been working hard at the wrong well. You have the jar with you. You have everything that you needed. For years and years and years and years, you have been working hard. But my friend, you were at the wrong source. You were at the wrong source. If you need what you need in your life, if your questions are not answered in your life and over the, all these years, Today is our time to come to the presence of God, God, and say, God, I may have wandered in different places looking for my answers, but today I realize my answers are met only in your presence, and I come closer to you, and I thank you for making me approachable to your presence, and I come for a healing, I come for a deliverance, I come for an answer, Lord, I want you to fill me up, I want you to heal me, I want you I want you. I want you. I don't want to go into the next portions of the scripture, but what I'm trying to say is, wherever you are working hard, if you know that you are at a wrong place, come back to the source, the originator, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Ah, the finisher of our faith. Come to him. He is the source. He is the source. He is the source. Isaac knew who blessed him. So he didn't want it. He did not waste his time. He just, all that he knew was to sow seeds. Yeah, all that he knew was to come, keep sowing seeds. He knew always that the Lord who blessed his father will keep his promise even with me. It's the same word with our church today. 
ദേ സെയിം വചനങ്ങളാണ് എന്ന് നമ്മളോടും ദൈവം ഇത് ഇന്ന് രാവിലെ നമ്മുടെ സഭയിൽ സംസാരിക്കുന്നത് If you were at a wrong source, come back to the source that Jesus Christ is. And he will definitely quench our thirst. Try to understand this. There was never a shortage of water. There was never a shortage of water. But what happened was, the Philistines, through mud and earth on the well that his father had, had dug vallathinte shortage undayittalla avade prashnam vallam undayirunnu vallam undayirunnu neerurve undayirunnu pashe avade nadana sambhavam ennaanu appam kuliche kenarugalude agathe philistines mannittu moodi ittakkuvayirunnu adhe same sthalathu magan kadannu vannappol magane manasilayide idu parajayam vannathu shatru എൻ്റെ അപ്പന് കൊടുത്ത വാക്തത്വങ്ങൾ മൂടിക്കളഞ്ഞതാണ് ശത്രു മൂടിയിട്ടന് മകൻ അവിടെ തിരിച്ചു ചെന്നത് വീണ്ടും തുറക്കാൻ ആണ് ഓ ഹാലി ശത്രു കുഴിച്ചിട്ടത് ശത്രു മൂടിയിട്ടത് വട്ട് എവർ ദ ഡെവൽ but whatever promised my lord has promised in your life if the devil has put earth if the devil has put mud if the devil has shut it up my lord is here to reopen those wells of life in our situation it could be situations of our marriage of our relationship if it could be situations of our education it could be situations of our business whatever wherever you are facing this trial but let me assure you with the word of hope my god says i am about to help you to reopen the same wells the same wells the same wells the same wells and i'm prophetically prophesying over our church in the past years if the devil has shut doors on us the lord by himself will help us to reopen recapture what the devil has taken to reopen in a journey of life people who envy us and jealous put word jealous on us they will do everything possible to take you out of the plan and purpose of god almighty but because of all the jealousy and all the things that the people around you has done do not lose hope your promise cannot be buried your promise is living word of god almighty hallelujah വാക്ക് പറഞ്ഞ ദൈവം മാറത്തില്ല മണ്ണിട്ട് കിണർ മൂടിയാലും വാക്തത്വം പറഞ്ഞ ദൈവത്തിന്റെ ശബ്ദം ഇന്ന് ഒരു പൈശാസിക ശക്തിക്കും I am about to proclaim this victory over our situations by saying my lord is about to open he is about to open everything that the devil has shut these days rikabala bashadare everything that the devil had shut these days my lord will reopen it you are not a failure you are not a failure You are not a failure. My Lord will give you victory at the right time. Riba ba 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 shadare. Shatru moodiyane daivam nammal engonde thorappikkum. Appanad. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Hallelujah. Netra Isahakumar here. Praise the Lord. Vaktatham gate Abraham in the Vaktatham Appanne gittiya Vaktatham Pragaram Nadakku Vaan Alley. Shadaivam Parnyadha Idhuvara Khaanam Pajjitilla. 
ദൈവം പറഞ്ഞത് ഇതുവരെ നടത്തിയിരുന്നപ്പോൾ വന്നിട്ടില്ല നത്തിങ് ഈസ് ബീങ് ഫുൾഫിൽഡ് ബട്ട് ദിസ് ഇസ് ദ വേർഡ് മൈ ലോർഡ് ഇസ് സെയിങ് ഹി ഈസ് ഓപ്പണിങ് സം ന്യൂ ഡോഴ്സ് ഇൻ സം ഫാമിലീസ് ബിഗിനിങ് ടുഡേ beginning today mark my words and when i share this just receive it by faith and you will see an open door for you i don't know what the devil has shut in your life but i have this word to say whatever was shut god is above to open it the doors that the devil shut it for you my god is above to open and it is a never ending source of water come on ഹാലേലൂയ ഒരു റഹബോത്തിന്റെ അനുഭവത്തിലേക്ക് സഭയെ ദൈവം കൊണ്ടുപോകാൻ ഇടയായ സമയം ഇറ്റ്സ് എ സീസൺ ഓഫ് റഹബോത്ത് ദാ ദ ലോർഡ് ആൽമൈറ്റി വാണ്ട്സ് ടു ലീഡ് us a never ending resource പക്ഷേ പരഹസിക്കുമ്പോൾ ആൾക്കാരെ നിന്ദിക്കുമ്പോൾ തളർന്നു മാറി നിൽക്കല്ലേ വാക്തത്വം പറഞ്ഞ വാക്കുകൾ ദൈവത്തിൻ്റെ വാക്കുകൾ നമ്മുടെ ഉള്ളിൽ ഉണ്ടെങ്കിൽ തക്ക സമയത്തിൽ തക്ക സമയത്ത് അത് കിളിച്ചിരിക്കും തക്ക സമയത്ത് ദൈവം അതിലൊരു പുതിയ ജീവൻ കൊണ്ടുവന്നിരിക്കും തക്ക സമയത്ത് ദൈവം അതിലൊരു പുതിയ ജീവൻ കൊണ്ടുവന്നിരിക്കും തക്ക സമയത്ത് അത് ആര് മൂടിയാലും ആര് മൂടിയാലും ദൈവം പറഞ്ഞത് ദൈവം ചെയ്തിരിക്കും any power in the entire world may stand against you but the one who has promised you he will continue to lead you oh riba labana sadare kaba baba bana satar takka samayath but always understand god will bring confrontations to know and to enlarge your capacity Do not run away from the confrontations or the challenges. God wants to enlarge your tents. 2017 we will see Zion's tents enlarged. 2017 we will see God enlarging our capacity of ministry. 2017 God will make sure that every promise that he has made in the past will happen with an open door will happen as we are ready to jump over all obstacles that was placed in front of us God will himself do it God will himself do it Oh So I'm preaching this word a uh, uh, imagery is coming in right in front of me i've been shown a chest of valuables that was put under the earth i'm seeing a wind blowing and now you can see the the are you trying to picture this with me a wind is blowing and taking the dust off from the top so that you you can see the chest now you can see the wealth now you can see whatever was hidden a wind is blowing and taking away the dust that was placed on this hidden chest i don't know what and who it is for but i have a word to declare a wind of the lord almighty is blowing to take away all the dust that was placed on your life that will take away all the dust that was placed on your promises that will take away all the dust that was making your chest hidden from your own side the lord is giving victory to our church the lord is giving victory to our families the lord is giving victory to our ministry father i thank you i thank you I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for what you are doing. I know Lord that you are the one who has initiated it. I know Lord that you are the one who is the source of our life. I know Lord that you are the one who is the never ending resource of our life. And today we stand at your feet. can we all stand in god's presence recover la bana satara 
ിയും I will quench your thirst. No matter what and where you are placed in your life, come to me. I will quench your thirst. Baadam kondu nadakkan thodangittu koreya naalugalai. Pshinna devam parayunnathu kadannu varuva ende adukkilekku ningala bhaarangale naan chumakkam. Father I thank you. for you are the only source of our life only source of our life father we have families here who are waiting and looking for a blessing to happen they have been praying forever for some new doors to be open father they are clinging on to the promise you have made but in the past days the devil has shut them up i pray for that mighty wind to blow in the sanctuary i pray for that mighty wind to blow in the sanctuary that will take away all the shutters and it will open a new door for every individual here I pray O oh Lord that your mighty wind will blow in this sanctuary in every individual's life and everything that was shut from the enemy will be made open in Jesus name Father we have individuals who are looking for a healing in their life I pray you will grant them healing there are individuals who are looking for a new job i pray you will open that resource for them father there are individuals here who are praying hard for their future for their education for their family for their relationship for their husband for their wife for their relatives for their family members oh lord i pray i pray i pray that you will open doors for them to see whatever you have promised in their life and today oh lord we approach thy throne of grace with confidence knowing that you are the source of our life you are the only source of our life thank you ribanes